0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 285, recorded on February 13th, 2024. Happy early Valentine's Day, everybody. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, several different news things that have been coming out over the last couple of weeks. We've got financial results to talk about. We've got some unfortunate news like layoffs, and uh, but we also got some good stuff like... Concerts being posted and some rumors about next systems and possibly Xbox doing something crazy uh, in a couple days. But we've also got Access Games and their winter showcase as well as the Whitethorn Games winter showcase as well. So we're going to be talking all about that and more on this episode. But uh, my name is Steve and of course I am not joined or I'm not here by myself. I am joined uh, by Barry and Greg. Barry, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Tired. Uh, you know, a lot of snow hit us
1: today, so mm. a lot of shoveling, and of course, baby and puppies and all that jazz. But you know, baby and back.
0: puppies out there shoveling too.
1: Yeah. I wish. I wish. <laughs> well, the puppy puppies were were going against what I was shoveling. I'd clear a path, and they'd run and play in the snow, and you know, pick the snow into the path I just cleared. So
0: nice, nice. They were helping Sounds- in their own way. Just like the baby's gonna be doing pretty soon, so. oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> absolutely
1: oh look it's funny there's a
0: clear spot here, snow, <laughs> <laughs> Greg getting any snow up there in Chicago? no, we've actually had like a almost like a
2: little break from like the winter we got some sixty degree temps like last week like after I got back from Florida, so I must have like brought some back <laughs> over there, so like when I was there last week, so nice. um thankfully it's mostly mild here it's been like 30 40 degrees and even like upwards like a few days at 60 so it's been phenomenal
0: sweet sweet yeah we've had like all over the place here in in Colorado I feel like sometimes it's it, we're getting dumped on and other days it's like it's pushing 70 like I don't even know what to expect anymore
1: yeah we had we had like 60 degrees last week on like up on Saturday and then today we had snow and it didn't really get super cold. Like it actually warmed up as it was snowing. So while it was coming down, it was coming down to the point that it was actually creating a dusting right after you finish. You know, one of those where it's like, oh, it's never yeah. ending. <laughs> Meanwhile, snow is falling from the power lines because it was melting like on my head. I'm like, what the heck is going <laughs> on? And and right now, like it's it's like everything's clear. It's like it's crazy. It's like it's already started melting. It's it's above freezing. And it's like, okay, well, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Take it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm very happy. I do not like the snow, so I very
0: much am taking it. I'll take the win. Well, welcome everybody to the this uh, this podcast. We if you're if you're brand new and you've never joined us before, we would love to have you subscribe so you can always catch us when we drop these. We've recently switched our live recording schedule. We used to be on every other Monday. We switched back to every other Tuesday, so it's actually the schedule we had before. But I won't get into that. You don't need to know that. You just need to know every other Tuesday going live at six PM. Sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm thinking the time zone I am in. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And you can join us on YouTube and Twitch. We stream both on uh, both of those platforms. You can join us in the live chat to talk about all the different stuff that we have uh, we talk about during our live episode. We love hearing your uh, comments and, and thoughts about all the news and what you've been playing and all that stuff. Speaking of which, to everybody that is joining us live right now, be sure to throw all your thoughts in the live chats on both YouTube and Twitch and you can find the video version after the fact on YouTube but if you prefer audio you can also subscribe on your favorite audio podcast apps as well. And if you've not joined us over on social media, you can join us over there. We're at Nintendo Fuse on your favorite social media platform. And we'd love for you to join our Discord community as well. The link is on the screen if you're watching the video version, but you can also find that in your YouTube uh uh, description and also the podcast show notes as well so we'd love to have you join our discord for our conversations in between the shows uh we've got a lot of news to talk about tonight but as always we're going to jump into what we have been playing first and uh greg how about we go to you first all right i like the
2: new trend of the new year of leading this off <laughs> <laughs> so that i can have a shorter list before we get to the mega list later so
0: all right <laughs> It's not quite um, as long as last episode. Oh, mine's
2: mine's much shorter. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we only had two weeks as opposed yeah, you only to only had two weeks <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah, my list is pretty concise this time around. It's um, I finished up Super Mario RPG, so it was like my first time ever, like really playing through it, and I absolutely enjoyed the game. Like. Fully, i did try some of the post game stuff but then i was getting kind of stuck because the bosses were basically down to like oh let's the only way to make this harder is just have them one shot you on every one of their attacks so unless you have like perfect uh timing and everything to avoid dying on the one attack then i was like all right well this is not really worth too much more of my time to go through the full 100 percent run so maybe if i ever replay it down the road that i could Maybe shoot for that. But um overall it was a great game. I really enjoyed the story and it was a super fun game and nice to kind of see where like the Paper Mario series got its entire set of roots from. So was this um, the, the original one or did you play the remake? Oh, this is the remake on Switch. Did you at least do the hidden boss behind the door? The bonus boss?
1: I probably not. I don't know
2: where that was.
1: <laughs> there's but in Monstro the door. Town there's the door that is locked and you need a special
2: key to unlock it. Yeah. I couldn't find the key. So I don't know
0: what that was. for.
1: You didn't get to fight the special boss. That's, that's an homage to
0: a completely different RPG franchise. Time to go back in (laughs) after after the podcast. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. We look over and Greg's like, what? Stop bothering me. I'm trying to find this boss.
2: I, yeah. I mean, I did like the, um, one of Bowser's minions and like Jinx guy that was in there. Like I fully beat like all like the versions of those guys and got all that, like their special items there. But yeah, I wasn't trying to go through every single spot I mean, I was like down to trying to get all the thought things for all the different enemies in the game. And then I kind of gave up on that because it was just taking way too long. And I unfortunately didn't even understand how the move worked until after I beat the game. So I was like using the move throughout the game and then it, I didn't hit the special timing of it so then I, I never actually unlocked anything, so that was kind of a bummer there. but yeah, for after I finished up with that, I dove into another code. um so I bought the collection, I had it like pre-ordered with like the thing and got it um day one, but I didn't really start playing it. I said the last time I had played the demo, which I really enjoyed, and that's why I purchased the full collection. Um I actually made it through the entire first game. And that was really, really cool. I really enjoyed all the different puzzles and the story that they threw together that time around. um I've been still going through the second one, which seems like it's a little bit um at least longer at least drawn out a little bit more. doesn't seem quite as interesting as the first one, but I'm hoping that it kind of changes pace as I expand through the story. so I think I'm still like somewhat early game, but um still looking more to play some more in the coming weeks to um. Finish through that. Um, I'm pretty much outside of that. It's just been my standard mobile games: The Simpsons, Tapped Out, and some Roblox games with my daughter. So um, so that makes nice,
0: quick, and easy, and concise list for me. Nice, nice, Barry. How about you?
1: Uh, Yeah, quickly just to to tell you another code. uh, Journey through lost memories. I think is the second game. It it has more of a setup. Like it doesn't like launch you right into the scenario just yet. Like you have a little more. Peaceful, figuring things out, but there's absolutely a mystery there, and there's there's it, it does expand on the story of the first game, so it's it's a slow burn, but it does you know it does get a really cool payoff. So just just throwing that out there. Um, for me, uh, standard Pokemon Unite, still doing my daily stuff. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet, uh, they did a, a special seven star raid, so I went and did that, which was honestly significantly challenging. Uh, I was uh, Empoleon. uh, A lot of people, I guess I was paired with that just did not know how to do that raid. Uh, Smash Ultimate dropped more spirits this time. Pokemon Scarlet Violet and the DLC themed, so I went and did those. Really weird that they're doing this, but I'm not complaining. Uh, Last time I was playing some Golden Sun and I did finish Golden Sun uh, and I actually started the Lost Age on the Nintendo Switch Online Game Boy Advance app, but I, I didn't get Far into lost age, I just kind of wanted to transfer my stuff over and for those that don't know, you can transfer certain data to from the first game to the second game. The easiest way to do that is with two link cables, but if you're playing n s o you've got to use a password and I decided to go with the gold password, which was six pages of i think ten lines each of, of like it was a lot it was the longest password I think I've ever inserted uh, for another game just to parry stuff over. But uh, I'm just at the start of the game because another game came out and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take a break from Golden Sun. And that was on the PlayStation 5, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which is a game from Games, the makers of Dragalia Lost. And this is this proves that Dragalia Lost could very well easily be converted to a standalone game. Uh, it's actually sold over a million units already. It's got DLC coming. And it's very much Dragalia lost in the sense of, oh, you beat the game. You, you start doing tougher challenges to build your party levels and build your weapons and then, you know, and fight tougher things with people and, and just keep going ad nauseum until the end. But I don't have PS Plus, so I couldn't play online. So all I was doing was solo and it wasn't it wasn't bad. But when you beat the story, you get a final chapter that's past the final chapter called Chapter Zero. And I'm like, oh, cool. And it concludes the story. And you have to do these tasks. And it progressively gets harder and harder and harder to the point, like, I need a power of, like, 7,000 to do the next thing. And I'm at, like, 5,600. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not grinding at this point. I- I'm so close to the end, but I'm like, I'm not grinding. And if I had PS Plus and I had friends to play with, uh, maybe. And I could definitely see, you know... I can be getting addicted to it like Dragalia because it is a really good story and it's a beautiful game. Oh my God, beautiful game. Nintendo, get them on board. Dragalia lost for for Switch too. But uh, I did stop that. I might go back, but I stopped that because another game came out the next day after Grand Blue, and that's Persona 3 Reload. I never played Persona 3. I was going to play P3P when my physical came, but I'm like, you know what? I'll do the remake. I love Persona 5. Uh, and that universe and i am close to the end on persona 3 reload it is a big game uh and it's awesome it's it's not as good i will say um persona 3 reload uses a a system that many rpgs have used where there's one dungeon and you kind of keep going back in and it's it's random every every floor and you just you you get to a point where the game stops you and then you do social stuff and then you have to go back in after an event and that cycle repeats. And I find myself really loving the social events and not wanting to go into the tower uh, dungeon. Persona 5 had something similar with Mementos, but it also had stylized dungeons per chapter, which were really, really cool. Um, So it's good. I highly, 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 highly recommend um, playing it. Uh, it also does the same social event uh, thing that that kind of falters with Persona 5 where you have social links. You can play and, and gain trust with these characters and get to know their backstory and there's romance. And it was funny in, in the fourth and fifth game, uh, at least the fourth game I heard, fifth game I watched the scene where if you romance multiple people, it totally comes back and backfires on you. Like they all confront you and it's hilarious. The third game doesn't have that. It's like romance everybody. We don't care. Be- and, and the characters don't care. You have a character that's like, I love you. And you're like, cool, we're in a committed relationship. And the next scene, that's a standard story scene. Someone hits on the the, the girl and the girl's like, like, you're right there. And it's like, no, like, um, we're together. Or um, are you going to defend me? Just walks away. And I'm like, this scene <laughs> would have played regardless. Like, th- there's just such a disconnect. And I don't know why they make such a disconnect between these personal social scenes and then I guess they're like, oh, this way it's it's easier if we just make it generic, but it also makes the connections feel like nothing. Like the first right. girl like, I romance, like yeah. doesn't matter. She's like, I love right. you. I'm like, great. And then like I never saw her for like two months. Like she never even called me on the phone and be like, <laughs> hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, oh, are we together? You really no, <laughs> screw you. Uh but it is a great game. And I highly recommend it. Um uh, I hope there's a rumor, there's a rumor that Persona 3 Reload will go to the to the next Switch system. Um, but if you can't play the reload um P3P is also very good and it, that is on the switch but uh I hope I hope we get the, the remake on uh on the the successor that would be cool. Uh finishing it up Final Fantasy 14 on the PC still still doing that with my static and uh on
0: mobile still Mario
1: Kart Tour I'm still still trucking along
0: still going still going. Uh going to the chat real quick. It looks like Zev 0 said So glad that Nintendo remade another code and gave the U.S. the second game, finally. Yes. So, yeah, it's uh, great to see all that. I mean, I wonder, you know, how far they're going to keep bringing more and more of those games that have, you know, never graced the U.S. shores. Hopefully Um, they keep bringing those over there. Barry, I know, you know, more than than Greg and I do in that camp. Is there any more that you would really hope they bring over that they haven't yet? Um. Yeah, so the same
1: team that did um, Another Code did a game called Hotel Dusk, which mm-hmm. is on the DS. Yeah. But they did a sequel, uh, Last Window, I think it is, that is only available in Europe and Japan. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's the same thing like Trace Memory and Another Code, too. They We only got the first game. So I'd love to see them do that with those two since the same company. Uh, these are Nintendo IP too. Like there are spirits and stuff for for uh, that. So bring those over. I'd love to see them do that again. They did Famicom Detective Club, which is cool. Um, uh, Disaster Day of Crisis, hmm. which was a Monolith Soft game for the Wii. Um, it was it was before Xenoblade. Yeah. After they did Bait and Kato's Origins, they did this, and it was like you're you're a, a play a person that's stuck in the middle of like an earthquake in the city and you got to try to survive and like really cool premise. I heard it. I mean, I heard it's average, you know, it's not like the greatest game in the world, but I'd love to see them do like a remake and, and let them, let them have fun with that. I, I'm there's there's a, a ton of weird Nintendo games too, that we never got <laughs> like officially over here and, and, or, or we just never got sequels. We, we got original mm-hmm. games and bring back star Tropics. I'm sorry. I want Star yes. Topic 3 and Golden <laughs> Sun 4. Let's go.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, so I've been playing. Uh, I checked out uh, Lego 2K Drive. I actually checked it out for the first time uh, a few, you know, several weeks ago. But um, yeah, played a little more of that. And I'm enjoying it to, to some extent. It's, it's fun. Um, controls are kind of. A little wonky, um, but the, the premise is, is really fun, and I'm a big uh, Lego Masters um, fan, like the, the TV show, and I know in the last um, season, uh, a, a certain team – I won't spoil anything if no one's watched this yet, but a certain team – one, the the rights to have their creation put in the game i was like that'd be cool to see it so i'm still waiting on that to happen uh that they their car that they created in the game uh will pop up or that they created on the show will actually be um uh, available uh car that you can get in in the game as well but it's a it's a fun game to to kind of play around with uh and then i also uh <laughs> checked out stumble guys on xbox have you guys heard of Stumble Guys? I, I just yeah, I found it. it. Like it's basically Fall Guys but made yeah. by Hasbro. Like the people behind like Nerf and everything and so <laughs> it's like branded Fall Guys essentially. But it's really fun. Like they've done a really good job <laughs> of ripping it off and uh and some of the aspects of it, it I think have they've done better than Fall Guys in in some aspects of it. So um yeah, I just played a, a few rounds. My very first round that I played, I won the whole thing. Oh I've not God. won a game of Fall Guys ever, but I won my first <laughs> my first game of Stumble Guys. So maybe I'm better at stumbling than falling, I guess. I don't know. Um, I think there's another game coming out really soon on Switch. I saw it on our list of games that are coming out. That's, I think, yet another play on this. And I'm like, are they just trying to find all these words that kind of mean fall and put guys after it? And there you go. It's another it's another game. Um, but I played that, uh, played some Rocket League, uh, a little bit of Fortnite, not too much. I'm kind of not as excited as I once was about that. Um, still playing Pokemon Go like pretty much every day and a little bit of Clash Royale as well on mobile. Uh, so that's what I have been playing. Please let us know. Uh, if you haven't already in the chat, let us know what you've been playing. Or if you're watching this after the fact, let us know in the comments. And if you're listening after the fact, just head over to our Discord or our social media and let us know what you've been playing. We love hearing what you guys find, what you enjoy, what you don't like as well. And uh, if you played any of the games that we've been playing, let us know your thoughts on on those as well. well we're going to jump into our headlines first as we uh, talked about in our last episode we've been kind of switching up the order for our podcast so we're going to jump into several different headlines we want to make sure that you guys know about some different uh smaller ish news articles uh first and then we'll head into our main discussion after that so greg kick us off with our first headline
2: okay so <clears throat> nintendo Released their financial results, so this is be for the conclusion of uh, 2023. So they let off with like the hardware sales is just under 140 million. So still got another like 12 or 14 left before they pass the PS2 and the DS. So a little bit ways to go there. They also said Mario Wonder had the best um, launch of a Mario game and for quite a while with um, nearly uh, 12 million units so that was a very good thing to see Tears of the Kingdom is already up to 20 some million units, Pikmin 4 is at 3.33 million and pretty much they went through all the different games that came out throughout uh, 2023 along with like the hardware, hardware sales so um, seemed like a pretty strong year overall and that was pretty much it from the financial briefing
1: And uh, that's all great news, but let's talk about a little something that's not so great news. Layoffs. There's been a tremendous amount of layoffs in this industry overall, Uh, most recently from Epic and Blizzard. Uh, The estimation for 2023 was 11,250 people laid off. Uh, 2024, which is only, at this recording, a month and a half old, uh, already reached 6,000 layoffs. Uh it is ridiculous at this point. Uh and with all the acquisitions that are happening, more and more layoffs. So what's gonna
0: happen the rest of this year? Who knows? Unfortunately, a little more sad news. If you're fans of the original 1993 Mario movie, the guy that played Toad, his name is Mojo Nixon, he passed away at age 66. According to the New York Times, his death was confirmed by Matt Eske, the director of the Mojo Manifesto, which is a 2020 documentary about Mr. Nixon. He said that he had a cardiac event while he was asleep at his uh, at the Outlaw Country cruise uh, that was docked in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and he'd been on the host of the cruise, and he'd lived in suburban Cincinnati. So RIP Mojo Nixon.
2: On to some happier news, the uh, Legend of Zelda Concert Series had a new event in Tokyo, and thankfully Nintendo of America has shared the entire experience on their YouTube page. So if you're looking for some more awesome Zelda music, which actually includes uh, the new theme from Tears of the Kingdom, be sure to check it out on the, their YouTube page and watch, listen to some awesome Zelda music. And that's not all.
1: Uh, Nintendo decided one concert wasn't enough. Let's go with two. So they decided to do a Splatoon 3 concert, which is 40 minutes. Again, it's from Tokyo, and uh, it's available on Nintendo of America's YouTube channel. So uh, make sure to check that out.
0: And we got some more Switch rumors. We talked about uh, our own expectations and what we're wanting to see before, but rumors are abound, which typically happens before a new system comes out. And uh, most recently, we've got some rumors from routers, uh, routers, routers, I forget how to pronounce that. I think it's something totally different than either of those. But anyway, uh, it will feature a new custom built chip from NVIDIA and uh, other various reports say that the system will be fully backward compatible with the current Switch games and even enhancing those current Switch games.
2: And onto some more rumors, but this time it's circling around Xbox, so there's going to be an official Xbox podcast in just a couple of days here on February 15th, and that's at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, where they're going to be discussing the future of Xbox and everything, so there's lots of rumors going around there. If they're going to be like exiting the hardware business and all sorts of crazy things that people like to speculate on. So um, I guess stay tuned for this Thursday for at least the Xbox presentation with a possible uh, Nintendo Direct overlap, depending on if they announce it tomorrow. So be sure to look at, check out Xbox for more information.
0: All right. Lots of good stuff, unfortunate news and some crazy rumors. What do you think about this, Greg?
2: I have no idea what to least think on the Xbox thing I was just saying because I already saw some people speculating that Xbox is going to be trying to leave the hardware industry and just go with their Game Pass and try to put it on PlayStation and Switch and Switch Two and I mean who really knows their business going forward? I do remember seeing that the xbox has always lost microsoft a ton of money and that's just because it's how they try to overpower their machine and they obviously can accept the loss in the xbox division because windows and everything else they have is can keep the company quite strong and afloat and everything so it'd be kind of interesting to see where they're going or if that there's any logistics to that i mean who really knows for sure Uh, i did listen to the concert so it was really cool to check out like i did watch the splatoon one i've had Really enjoyed the Splatoon music in addition to the Zelda one, so that was really cool to listen to while working earlier this week. Um, didn't really hear about like the actor that played Toad, so obviously that's very sad, and my condolences out to their family and hope everything is good on that side. And obviously it's similar uh, sentiments, but just different for people that lose their jobs. It's never a good time. But unfortunately the game industry is very volatile, and it's really easy to for one game to tank and then people can lose their jobs is that it's just part of the industry, unfortunately, but it was. And finally it it is always great to really see Nintendo post their financial results. And a lot of that just leads to even more speculation on the switch too. And people were almost expecting like, Oh, oh, the Switch is going to be our primary focus into 2024. But then it's actually, if you read the fine print, it's because their fiscal year ends in March. So it's like, of course, it's their main focus as they enter 2024 because there's nothing announced for the first two months. So um,
0: Nothing else to focus on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, that just obviously creates even more people to try to speculate saying like, oh, well, then March, we're going to hear the Switch too. And like, okay, sure, whatever, (laughs) if we say so. (laughs) (laughs) i mean that'd make me happy because i predicted the switch Two to be revealed after march so (laughs) barry what do you think about these
1: stories uh yeah so with the the toads actor you know rest in peace that is a sad mojo nixon uh thank you You you're one of the definitely one of the highlights for the movie (laughs) for me uh you and your harmonica uh you know, as for the layoffs, unfortunately, that's a side effect uh, of acquisitions. You know, you, you, there's only so much room in a company. And if you have, you know, an acquisition and two people have the exact same job, you only take one. So there's a lot of overlap. So that's sadly to be expected. But the for all the developers that are losing their jobs, you know, I hope you land on your feet and I hope... You know, either you make your own studio or another studio picks you up because there's a lot of talented people without jobs now. And uh, the industry is is in a lesser spot because of it, truthfully. Uh, as for the Nintendo financial reports, uh, they're all good news. You know, it's all good news there. Glad the Switch is doing well. I, I want to see the Switch surpass the DS and the PS2. I'd like to see it, especially, especially after the Wii U. Like, talk about a, a bounce back. Uh, the concerts, love it. Like absolutely love it. I wish Nintendo would do that more. I did get to see Bow of the Goddess live when they did that, and I uh, saw distant worlds from from square as well both fantastic, even video games live was was a good show, but they're not doing that. I don't think anymore um yeah, but it's uh it's great. this is at least a a good way to see it you You don't have to leave the house, so definitely check those out. I'm glad they're you know archived on YouTube. Uh, as for the Switch successor rumors, we've talked you know at length about them. Uh, I I I think they would be stupid to not be backwards compatible. I think that would be I think they would be dead on arrival. Truthfully, if it wasn't backwards compatible, uh, because why would you buy a Switch too when there's millions of games on the Switch you probably haven't played? Um, and as for the Xbox stuff, I'm interested to see what they do. The you know. It's very reminiscent of what happened with Sega with after the Dreamcast, where they went third party. And if Microsoft says we're done with hardware outside the Series XS line, and we we decide we're just going to be third party, and our exclusives are going to go elsewhere, you know, it'd be pretty wild to see some of those exclusives come to to Nintendo. Uh, I mean, they already have a good working relationship, but. Maybe Game Pass, maybe we'll get, you know, like, Halo Master Chief Collection on the <laughs> Forza Horizon on the, on the Switch, you know. Who knows? I'm not a huge fan of, of Microsoft uh, exclusives. I just, they're not usually my taste. But they own Rare. So if they become third party, imagine what they could do contacting Nintendo. Hey, do you want to work with Rare on a brand new game? And remember what happened when Sega went third party after the Dreamcast. They broke up their games and they were exclusive for a while. Like Nintendo had Sonic Adventure DX and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, and, and were were exclusive. Billy Hatcher exclusive. Um, you have stuff like that. And then like uh, Sony had Virtual on ar- uh, Virtual on Mars was there. Echo the Dolphin went there. And and Xbox, who, who supported them the most, had Jet Set Radio Future. Uh, you know went went over there. Uh, Crazy Taxi 3. So. Who knows maybe maybe microsoft says hey let's do banjo kazooie 3 and make it exclusive to nintendo or or four if you want to count nuts and bolts or five if you want to count grunty Grunty revenge (laughs) but uh you know something like that like that would be wild i think will will they be full third party across the board will they be actually make some console exclusive games who knows I'm, i'm excited to see uh and i think i think it's a smart decision i think the xbox sales they failed. Like I think Series S and X was their Dreamcast. It was a it was definitely way more powerful, but it couldn't compete with the competition. And I think the PlayStation 5 has outsold it like two or three to one. Uh which is crazy because they launched, I think, like a week apart from each other or something yeah. like that. So, you know, they're not gonna touch the switch in terms of sales, but that's that's a tough pill to swallow for their fourth system. Oh, the Dreamcast was the it was Sega's fourth main system if you don't count like the CD and the and the 32X as add-ons or like mm-hmm. the Pico,
0: but like the main line. Uh it's kind of a mirror if you think about it. <laughs> interesting. It's interesting. Uh, quick, uh if Blake says little- hi <laughs> in the in the chat room. not you say, "Hey Blake." Um go ahead, Greg. Yeah, it was just
2: that was just very Interesting to see. I mean, I, I think the 360 was probably their best-selling console, unfortunately. And oh, then... yeah, before. And it still came in third
1: place. It was in the lead for for most of the time, and then in the end, PlayStation Three actually surpassed it. Yeah, like it it still came in third.
0: Yeah, I think but... the weird thing for for me is my my immediate context of I mean, with the exception of of Barry my my friends that have multiple consoles all play on Xbox and and then none of them have a PlayStation 5 and so like it's it's so weird because it the actual numbers of overall sales go against what my anecdotal evidence is it's like well, in my immediate circles it's most people have switches and then the second most is by far Xbox and i know just a couple people that play PS5 and that's it That's the problem,
1: though. So many people will be like, oh, that's a thing? Well, I don't know anybody that that does that. And it's like, well, how many people do you know? Like, you're a very small circle for the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And the sales don't lie. I have, I got both systems at launch, right? I have both systems at launch. I messed around with both of them. They're both great systems as far as I'm concerned. But of the two, I play the PS5. Like (laughs) 99 to 1. Because the PS5 backwards compatible with the PS4. And they have a lot of Japanese games that I like. I'm a JRPG gamer. Uh, The only game I really played on the Xbox, well, two, Microsoft Flight Simulator, which was exclusive, and Diablo 4 because it required online. And I still have Xbox Live because my dad's still paying for it. So I'm like, okay, and I don't have PS Plus, uh, and you need online. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to go for the Xbox version so I could at least enjoy the game. Uh, Otherwise, I would have played it on the PS5. It's just, it's one of those things where I don't even care about trophies or or achievements (laughs) or any of that. It's just, I enjoy Japanese games more than I enjoy American games. And Sony has that and Microsoft being an American system suffers. And when, when it's on both systems, I might as well just get it for PS5 and just stay with what I'm familiar
0: with. Yeah. 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 Mine goes back to, I, I, I'm just not a huge fan of, like, the controller layout for for PlayStation. Like, I don't like that layout, so the controller is a big thing. I know you can buy another controller that looks different, so that that could be remedied. Um, but, uh, but I also don't like how, at least from my experience, PlayStation required a lot of, like, stuff to have a subscription to um ps plus where i can do a lot of stuff on xbox without having a subscription and that's really nice um and so that's what really won me over and the fact that like it was a whole lot easier we needed a new blu-ray player and so i got a series a a series s that now function as my blu-ray player because the the ps4 didn't do you know uh the hdr blu-rays or whatever at the time so so I just switched over to uh, Xbox, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I kind of like this, and I just stayed with it. You know, it's funny you
1: mentioned the things you could do with PlayStation without ne- or with the Xbox without needing uh, a subscription. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV just opened up, as of today, I believe, their beta for, for Xbox. It's going to Xbox. And I, I urge everyone to play the game. The game's great. However, if you play it on PS5, you can play it with just paying the subscription fee for Final Fantasy. You do not need PS Plus. But with with the Xbox Series S and X version, you need at least the basic level of Xbox Game Pass in addition to the Final Mm -hmm. Fantasy subscription. And I just thought that's weird. That's like,
0: really? I'm I'm just still (laughs) upset with Square anyway. Because I tried, like, I downloaded the... I think I've talked about this in a previous episode. But I downloaded the the piece PC or the computer version on my, my Mac one time trying to play it and didn't work out. And so I finally, I was like, okay, Barry says I can play it on PlayStation. Fantastic. There's a, the trial, my trial should be available. I never played it before. Nope. Nope. Even though I couldn't never boot up the game, my trial is gone because technically I had it before. And so I have to create a brand new account. If I want another trial, And I was like, that's annoying.
1: You know what? honestly, honestly, <laughs> I think it's worth it because <laughs> the amount of stuff they give you for free, like it's the best value in video gaming right now mm. because you get, you get two full expansions, unlimited gameplay for free. You could get like 600 hours for free. It's, it's disgusting how much you can get. And do
0: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Greg, are you chomping at the bit to get another system or are you just waiting for that switch to, well, I'm. Well, I think since the Switch Two feels like it's going to be
2: launching this year, it, it is likely, but and it might look um, like
0: an Xbox as well. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it might maybe they're working together. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> That's the other partnership that failed, right? The the Nintendo Xbox. <laughs> That's
0: right. Like the Nintendo PlayStation. Yeah,
2: exactly. The Nintendo PlayStation. <laughs> and now it's
0: be the Nintendo Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I just these, a couple of these stories. Um, I've watched most of the, listened and watched most of the Zelda concert. It's fantastic. I still wish I could have went and been there live, but I'm so glad that they, they did it, um, on their, their YouTube channel as well. And I haven't checked out the Splatoon one yet. Um, not clearly into Splatoon nearly as much as I am Zelda, but the, the Zelda concert wa- was cool. And, um, yeah, really just, just bummed about, um, Mojo Nixon's death, that's sad, but also everybody's, these layoffs, um, that's really unfortunate and, uh, cause I know a lot of, a lot of crazy things has happened. And I mean, like you said, all these acquisitions and everything going on within the, the gaming world, and yet all these people are losing their jobs, uh, which is, which is really unfortunate. And so hopefully that, hopefully that stops soon and hopefully we can see, um, some good stuff come out of that, but that's, that's really unfortunate, uh, right now. So but glad Nintendo financial results are good. So maybe maybe Nintendo can hire all these people instead.
2: <laughs> Never really know. Maybe <laughs> Rare or Retro are looking for people too.
0: It's <laughs> true. That's true. Maybe we'll find out what maybe Rare and Retro could come together and uh, and do something if, if Xbox brings their their games over to Nintendo. <laughs> Because I I only say that because I always got them confused anyway. It'd be really (laughs) funny if they came together on a project. Let's move on to our main discussion. And uh, back on February 1st, so like I said, that we're recording this on February 13th, but back on February 1st, Axis had their All Axis Winter 2024 event and they announced five new titles for the Nintendo Switch including Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus, which will be dropping sometime summer 2024. There's also Despera drops uh, as that will be uh, pub- published sometime in 2025. Radiant Tail Fanfare, that will be published this summer in 2024. Tales from Toyotoki, Arrival of the Witch will be also coming this summer in 2024, and Virtue Evermore, Epic Lycosis, Lychorus—that's better—in fall 2024. We also got some updates to three Nintendo Switch games, including Blazing Strike. The update uh, uh, that game is be dropping in summer 2024, and then Spirit Hunter Deathmark 2 will be uh, arriving very very soon, February 15th, and also. Tengoku Struggle streetside, which will be dropping on April 4th of this year. So, uh, what'd you guys think about this? Did you get to watch the, the showcase and what game stood out to you, overall thoughts and things like that? Greg, what'd you think?
2: Well, unfortunately I was, as we were discussing before the show, I didn't really get a ton of time to actually watch the full presentation. I did watch through a number of the trailers and I didn't quite get to finish through all of them, but, um, it seems like it's really great that there are a number of switch games that are coming and it was great to get some updates on them, but I don't really believe a lot of the games are more in my wheelhouse. I don't think I've really played too many of the access type games to begin with. I mean I do see that there are like a lot of Japanese focused games, but um, from the few trailers that I saw, I wasn't quite sure at least on it was a lot more focused on like the actual anime part of it and not actual showing gameplay. So it was kind of hard to make like, a judgment call on if I want to get the game or not. So um, nothing really, especially stood out for me from the trailers that I did review, but um, still great for people that are
0: excited for these games as well, too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Barry, what, what stood out to you?
1: This was, this was a good presentation. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff um spirit hunter looks really good deathmark it's a series that i have and i've heard good things about it. i'm not again i'm not a big horror guy but i actually like like horror visual novels and it's a visual novel style but it has like 2d side scrolling walking around detective stuff um but it's the third it's even though it's called uh death 2 it's, it's actually the uh third game in the spirit hunter series um but the big one they were right like if you watch the presentation they're like all right and now like The moment you've all been waiting for. And they hit the play, and I just cheered. Even though I've played this game, I'm so happy it's coming to the Switch. Everyone should play it. More people need to play Falcom games. Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus is a must, must play. It is the black sheep of of Falcom. It is the action RPG combat of ease. It's got the social stuff of Persona and the Legend of Heroes games. It is so good. And it is just one of those that always wondered why it wasn't coming uh, here. And they did release it in Japan without English. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, why don't you bring it to the West? And they are. So I know, you know, the trailer they showed was the opening, which is anime. So if that's what you watched, Greg, you probably had no idea what was going on. Um, but which, which is weird. Like they, they did that for the people who knew we were all excited. But if you had no idea, you were probably like, I don't understand what's going on, and I, I like whenever we do like the game awards with us, and I'm I'm picking out game trailers for Steve to play. Like I like I would love to do the opening because I love the opening, but I know no one else who knows the game would understand the opening, so I don't know why they picked it. But if I had to pick one game there that I said, Greg, you you need to play, it's that one, because um, I know you like action RPGs, and I know you like Zelda. I don't know if you played E's, but it's very reminiscent of, of Zelda Combat. And the social aspects are really cool. Uh, and there's a lot of meta stuff. Uh, there's, there's games within games as arcades, as callbacks to ease and, and legend of heroes stuff. But uh oh, it's it's so good. The story is really, really cool. And uh yeah, it's it's a must
0: play, in my opinion. Nice. Yeah, I think that's uh that's the thing that stood out to me the most. Like most of these games are are not my you know, the games that I usually gravitate toward. Um, but the overall presentation was so, like, if you knew, you knew, and it was exciting. But if you weren't into that stuff, I was like, all I'm seeing is a bunch of static screens with people's names, or with these character names, and just sliding in one after another. And I'm like, I this is not... It making me excited about this game. They, in fact, they all kind of look the same, uh, in a way. Um, because, like, I wanted to see more gameplay. I wanted to see more. Like, why should I be excited about this game? So, overall, I'm sure the games are fantastic. As I read about them, they sound exciting. But what they showed in the presentation didn't get me excited, unfortunately. <laughs>
2: I think that's where I kind of ran into that because they were just showing like story sequences. And I was like, well, how, what's the game even play? Like, I've never even, like, you don't need to tell, sell me on the story if I don't even know what the game plays like. Like Mm -hmm. Is is it like a visual novel? Is it like an action RPG? Like, show me something like that. That's like, can get me more excited for the game if I've never even heard of the series before. Mm -hmm. Which none of these
0: games I've even heard of before. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Barry, you said, uh, the, the spirit hunter death Mark I know they spent a lot of time at the very front, uh, showing off that game and t- talking about that game. Um, it's a, it's a 2d side scrolling, but it, also it has 2d
1: side scroller. It's got visual novel aspects. It's a, it's a detective.
0: It's mm-hmm. a mystery game.
1: So you have to find clues and everything like that. Um, and it's 2D this time, so they're changing up. Like the, the other games aren't. The other games are more like like a visual novel only, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they're they're changing it up in between, um, and I've, I like that. I like that they're mm-hmm. willing to do that. Uh, it's a series that I've thought about getting into, uh, and I very well might if if games would slow down and give me time to get to, <laughs> to more backlog stuff. But uh, yeah, it looks it looks good. Uh, and, and I think, you know, there's, there's definitely a market for the slow down for the, Hey, you know, it's, let's try and do some mysteries and puzzles. Like another code is like Mm -hmm. that kind of game. And it's, it's a really good game. And I'd like to see more of that personally. So,
0: yeah. I feel like that was the one of the ones that, that stood out to me because they did spend a lot of time with it, but they also showed a lot of gameplay with that one. I was like, oh, I yeah. feel like I know what this game is about. <laughs> and that's cool I, I to said, see that like they didn't, they didn't, that's the first time they'd done that style, like to change yeah. it up is, is kind of cool too.
1: And that's probably why they highlighted it more because they're like, hey, we're changing this up. So again, whenever, when you're dealing with a third game in any series, the fans of the first two games are, you are already sold. Like, you've already sold the game to them. They're already fans of the game. So it's, it's probably the, like, hey, we can get some new people here. But also to tell them, look, we've changed it up. We've, we've, we want to change it up for you. And uh, I, think, I think that's important. Yeah. And I love to see visual novels get that because so many people think of visual novels now as just reading, reading and pushing X. And there are certainly visual novels that are like that. But so many of them now incorporate gameplay and, you know, other things to do in between the reading of the dialogue. Mm. And uh, it's just story-heavy. That's really what you have to think about visual novels now. Like, like mm-hmm. a puzzle platformer or escape room or mystery, but, uh, but uh, with story-heavy gameplay. Speaking of gameplay, there's some Tokyo Xanadu gameplay for you, Greg. Just one of the boss battles. It's, you know, not with the anime... Opening
0: cells, but yeah, I don't know about you, Greg, but all of a sudden now I'm interested in this game. <laughs> like, what we saw in the sh- in the showcase did not did not get me excited at all, but I was like, Oh, this looks cool <laughs> it's It's very cool.
2: It's, I mean, to really-, really fun, but it also seems like it might be harder for me because I like the, more of the turn-based stuff on the RPG well, side. This is this, this, this more like a Monster mode. Hunter type thing where you're tackling uh, a giant-sized monster where it's going to take like an hour to nope. defeat it. No, no. This is this is a boss, and this is also on turbo mode. So this is actually faster than normal.
1: You can choose. But uh, that's just a boss. Just a standard boss. It, the rest of the game is, is just regular enemies um monster hunter it's more of just grinding for gear this is not so like the story basis of it is you're in tokyo hence the name of the game and there's like another dimension with demons pretty much and there's like these rifts and you go into the rifts and when you go in the rifts you're in like a dungeon and it's a standard like very very basic for the most part but with some puzzles like a zelda style dungeon with enemies action combat and then when you go out of there you're, in like, you're, you're, you're a school kid, so you go to school and you talk with different people and, and you make friends and more people join your team and you actually have a party. It's an RPG. Even though you control one at a time, you can switch characters. I think you got to have up to four people at a time. Uh, everyone has different moves and spells and it, it's, it's awesome. It, it really is a great game. And it's made by Falcom. So if you've never played an Eve game, you know exactly what you're getting into. And if you've never played an Ease game, there's a homework assignment for you. If you like action <laughs>
0: RPGs, <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks like I, I just tried to pull up another yeah. one, and like yeah. so you can yeah. actually see more of the gameplay there. And
1: yeah, there's different missions, and it tells you like, oh, in this dungeon, here's what you want to look for, and so you're like you're just literally walking around different dungeons. Different enemies will come out. It's you know, it's not Monster Hunter esque at all. You yeah, know, it seems
0: and, a lot more like yeah, like your, like your Zeldas or your ease or something like that exactly yeah and
1: uh and like this you know these are like some special missions this this is a very very cool character i can't spoil anything about them but (laughs) you get to like in between you get to like see what other characters are doing and play them and there's this big overarching story and like like i said you could see the dungeons are pretty simplistic there you know but but it's fun to go through and explore and there's some puzzles and levers to hit it's it's not a gonna bend your mind like oh this is, this is gonna catch me off guard it's just fun it's a fun action RPG with a great story um, and, and the EX plus actually adds a crap ton of content like post game content they, they added a whole new chapter um, when, they, when they added that mode so there's a I'm gonna say it's probably a good 40 hours or so that you can get out of this game mm. very
0: much worth it
2: nice.
0: highly recommend well, that's the All Access Winter Showcase. But uh, we also got another one, this time from a company called Whitethorn Thor- White Games. And uh, they had their winter showcase on February 8th. And they showed off three different games that were for Nintendo Switch. The first game they showed off was a game called Lake, and this is a mail delivery simulator. So not the game that I thought it would be if it's called Lake. I was like, oh, maybe it has something to do with that. You're delivering mail, uh, but it's uh, it's uh, got a a really rich story and you're getting to know the people that you're delivering to and everything as well. And that game will be launching very, very soon on February 15th. We also got word on Botany Manor, which uh, will be dropping in uh, on April 9th and uh this is a um of course is a botany related game at a at a mansion uh so you're gonna be able to play that on april 9th um lots more to that game as well but uh, moving on we also have Wood, which is now available for uh for the switch as as well and um you can play that either on mobile for 4.99 or if you want to play it over on nintendo switch you're gonna pay 20 bucks so um you know do what you want but this is a Crafting adventure uh, game. And uh, they also talked about how there's a new studio partnership was announced uh, with North Star Video Games. And this is a maker of several indie games, including Lawnmower Simulator. And they're currently working on their first major title that promises to be a journey of creativity and discovery. And uh, one of the, the big things that stood out to me, I had not heard of White Thorn, uh, White Thorn Games uh, before, but they put a lot of focus on uh, accessibility and making sure that their games are very accessible to, to different people. And uh, I thought that was really cool. They, they spent a lot of time talking about the accessibility features in each of these games uh, throughout their presentation. So that was, that was pretty cool, too. Um, Barry, let's go to you first. So what did you think about this presentation?
1: Yeah, I love the presentation. Like you, I love that they talk about the accessibility. And there's so many publishers out there, um, that most unfortunately have never even heard of, or they, they know a game, but they don't know who publishes them. And they all have different kind of angles. And, uh, I like what they do. And I like that they're, give their, their studios a spotlight. Um, they're very, I'm gonna say not not necessarily casual but relaxed games, I will say, like you know Botany Manor. Looks interesting. It's a definitely a puzzle game. And uh Lake I know Lake got a PlayStation release before and I actually have the physical. So when I saw the name I was and I saw the show, I'm like, Wait, I I recognize this. Like, oh it's coming to Switch now. Um uh, and then when I looked into it, I'm like, you know what? that that's kinda cool. You know, it's 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 the slow down kind of Thing it's like hey it doesn't have to be action combat there's a story story there it's a story driven game uh, and I like I like that again and and uh, Witchwood looks interesting uh, it's weird that it's so much cheaper on mobile <laughs> that's such, that <laughs> yeah. is certainly surreal but uh, yeah I think I think these are good games for that crowd and there's a lot of publishers that I've personally dealt with and and have talked with that are very similar that that focus on more niche experiences more you know relaxed or cozy or you know not necessarily high octane action and i love that the switch as a platform allows for all these type of games because it's something for everybody
0: mm-hmm. yeah if only Skatefish was coming to switch maybe you will. i was thinking you know late I, late i wouldn't did be not... surprised if it didn't yeah 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 greg did you get a chance to uh take a look at any of these yeah, I was just
2: watching the trailers where you guys were talking because there wasn't quite as many games for this one, and they actually showed uh, actual gameplay. They did. It was actually easier to make like some decisions on it. So, like the Botany Manor one seems like somewhat interesting. I do like puzzle games, but I don't know. It just kind of depends on where I'm at, like down the line and stuff. If I'm looking for any filler games and stuff to add in there. And then it's pretty much the same thing with the Witchwood. It's kind of interesting that it's so much cheaper on the mobile devices, and then Switch they're gonna upcharge you. So I wonder if there's like extra features or even a sort of crossplay or like you can cross saves or anything. But um, not holding my breath for that because it's, it's not usually very common. But. Yeah, I mean either of them could have potential. It just kind of depends on how this year plays out. I still have quite the backlog of Switch games I'd like to get through before like Switch 2 and stuff comes out later on. And so like yeah, I was still been playing catch-up earlier this year as I've already stated in the games I was playing earlier. So just have to kind of see where the release takes me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean they did look pretty intriguing and may end up like just adding them to the backlog
0: if they're interesting enough or even at the right price, even. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, it's interesting to me. I mean, Lake, Lake looks interesting. I think, um, you know it reminds me some of of the life is strange kind of style a little bit um which was kind of cool and i think we we may actually be getting some some review codes for lake as well so potentially we'll be able to to play that in the future and and, and let you know our thoughts uh, but it comes out so soon um but you know botany Manor does look interesting which would looks interesting but the games that that grab my attention more aren't coming to switch at least as of right now i was <laughs> like oh man that's that's too bad like slime heroes kind of looks fun um but it's it's not announced for switch yet and uh you know i you play it on steam and, and xbox um and so maybe maybe i'll check it out on on xbox uh but uh but yeah, I, I do. I I, just, I, I mean, I said it earlier. We Barry said it as well. I just want to reiterate. I love the fact that this this company is so focused on accessibility, and I think it's, um, and and just the the time they took to explain how excited they are to incorporate a lot of these accessibility features in their games. You saw from the developers in in the presentation, they just t- took that time. Uh, To explain it and why it's important to them and what they're excited to bring to their game, I think is really cool. So even if you're not excited about any of these games uh, in particular, I think watching, taking some time and watching this presentation is really cool because you can see some developers that are very passionate about bringing their games to all different types of gamers, um, even ones that that cannot play a traditional you know in a traditional way um uh, if you will and so um so yeah i think it's it's great and i yeah just shed some light hopefully on on companies like this that that do what they can to to incorporate some really cool accessibility uh modes into their games so so that brings us to the end of our major uh conversations around these different discussions. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a uh, Nintendo Direct by the next time we, uh, we have a podcast in a couple weeks. Uh, Barry, you thinking it's going to happen?
1: You know, last time we had our podcast, I said, hey, you know what? They usually do the same time as a State of Play. Uh, and State of Play was scheduled for that Thursday. Uh, so I said, oh, you know, maybe we'll have an announcement. Uh, and we didn't. And we've actually had two State of Plays since then. And now we have a Microsoft it's a podcast, but it's it's pretty big and, and could be very, very monumental coming this week. Uh, will Nintendo do that? At the same time, they also just dropped today a trailer for Splatoon 3's DLC that was like four and a half minutes long. Like That was the type of trailer you would see in a Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, does this mean we're not getting a Direct? The last Direct we had, they also did um, some trailers that I, I said, we're probably not going to get one because this is stuff that would be in a direct, And then we had a direct. So I don't yep. want to say yay or nay. Yeah. My guess is maybe the direct is so full that they couldn't put this in. They didn't want to run over that 40 minute time much. So they said, screw it. Let's just throw that four and a half minute trailer with explanation out on YouTube. So I'd, I, I think this would be the first February where if we didn't get a direct in a long time where it was either not January or February, and if that's true, that tells me there's there's stuff brewing because they they don't have stuff to show. If they don't have stuff to show, they're not doing a direct, which means they're they're saving stuff for a big blowout of, for a particular follow-up, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg, what do you think? We're gonna see the Nintendo to direct soon. I'm. See,
2: like, I've been following the rumors. There's people saying that it might be more of, like, the actual, like, partner direct thing, like the partner Mm -hmm. series thing. And either that or if they are doing the actual direct, like, it could still be, like, um, this week. I mean, I think I even mentioned last time on the podcast that I was even looking into the kind of the history of it. And then I even penned down it could be, like, the 15th. So um, they wouldn't say anything until, like, Tomorrow morning, and which case that our podcast predicted it because that's how it usually goes. Is <laughs> like the day after we've done a podcast on a Tuesday, I feel like it's right, usually. I'm a go. Check
0: my email, make sure no so, press releases have come through.
1: Yeah, I, I right. got a notification for something. I'm like, ooh, did it? No, it's not. yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, like I, I right before like we got to this part of the discussion, I was like had it open and I was like, how did I, <laughs> like I checked the thing earlier today and it didn't show me it, the Splatoon three email, but then now it says it was there since seven a.m. and yeah. I was like, that that's some weird uh, Microsoft glitch <laughs> on that side. So I think they wanted <laughs> to keep the focus on all the Microsoft announcements, but um, <laughs> I think it could be like a double down. Like on Thursday, could have a microsoft and nintendo direct potentially depending if it's how they're doing it because i feel like they've been doing the nintendo directs near valentine's day over the last few years since like covid so it's usually like it just depends on what day of the week the valentine's day landed on is dependent on when they were doing the direct and i think that's where i was also saying that the early year one is tends to land on a thursday and thursday is the day after valentine's day so i would think we may wake up to see an announcement of whatever the presentation is, if there is one, I'm not saying that there is go- like guaranteed to be one, but if it is set for this week that we would find out literally tomorrow morning and then you never really know, but could it be next week. Sure. Why not? But I mean, I would like to think that we had would have some sort of knowledge before the next podcast, but you can never really know for sure. Yeah. But yeah. As Barry was saying if there is no direct or no partner direct then it's almost certainly everything is already known for switch and they're preparing for a switch Two reveal and based on what i've seen and listened to already it looks like it even will be ready to go in march here so um yeah i mean we don't really know i mean we Talked the last time, there's not too many games known for this year for Switch, at least first party. I mean, it's like pretty much another code, and then Mario vs. DK, and then it's kind of like, okay, well, we there's a few titles out there that don't have dates, like the Thousand Year Old Door remake, and is Metroid Prime 4 still coming?
0: Is like mm-hmm. another stuff like that? Are we and, just
1: mansion we don't know, and Peach is in March, that's all we know.
0: Yeah. I almost feel like it could be like just an indie showcase or something like that instead like just you know they don't have a whole lot to show off you know big you know triple a games so just show off the indie games that they have and bide some time until the uh the eventual switch 2 announcement
2: yeah i mean i was pretty much saying that like pretty much switch 2 is not gonna even be announced until at least march or, or april but i mean you never really know i mean they could certainly put that uh one more thing type thing and <laughs> blow everybody out of the water get everybody more excited but mm-hmm. i really don't see it coming and if it is just switch focus that we'll probably see it this week if not then next week and and if it's neither then it's most certainly everything is all gears for switch 2 yeah yeah well, yeah if
1: they do if they do a partner showcase or a mini you know a Switch Two announcement is coming, or nothing at all. You know a Switch Two announcement is <laughs> coming. You know, it because yeah. if they do a if they do a proper Nintendo Direct, let's say that we wake up tomorrow and there is, to me, that pushes any Switch Two announcement for June. They're not going to do a big, full Nintendo Direct on stuff coming to the Switch for the spring, than to just undercut themselves with a Switch right. Two announcement. So a yep. partner Direct of stuff that's coming, or a mini, which is usually non-nintendo stuff or or nintendo stuff we already know peach luigi's mansion thousand-year door um then then absolutely i think a switch to announcements coming sooner versus later so that's my prediction i could be totally wrong but
0: that makes sense it is interesting though because so many of the rumors and and rightly so i think i think they're they're smart to go this way that they're going to be releasing a system that is fully backward compatible So announcing it early and then releasing some games after that may not be as bad if they were to release a completely different system that's not backward compatible that won't play those games. And you're like, oh, wow, you're shooting yourself in the foot. But since it will be backwards compatible, it won't be as bad this time. So it's going to be interesting how they lay those those announcements out and uh, and how they how they play it.
1: Here's a question for you guys since the rumor is not only backwards compatible, which is something I think we've all been on the same page on, but that enhanced versions of games, do we think it's going to either A, natively enhance it, kind of like you put a DVD into a Blu-ray player, the Blu-ray will natively enhance the DVD image. Do we think it's going to be like a download like we've got a ps4 game and you put it in a ps5 and it's like oh you could download the ps5 version you just have to play it only with the the disc in or do you think it's going to be also like playstation where it's like oh if you want you can pay ten dollars to upgrade your switch version for the switch 2 version of said game Or, or none of the above something completely different what do you think
0: greg what do you
2: think I mean, based on how they handled the Wii and Wii U situation, I'd almost like to see <laughs> they were like, "Oh, you like your Mario Odyssey? Give us another $10, 20 bucks, and you can upgrade it to the Switch Two version." Oh, you like Tears of the Kingdom? Give us another twenty bucks. Like, I don't, I can't put that past them for more nickel and diming for some of the same games that we've already have, but. I would obviously really appreciate if it was just as simple as like, Oh, just plug in the cartridge. It just boots up and like the DVD, the Blu-ray, like that would be more of the preferred option. But, um, the way I almost want to see them handling is they like to monetize any of those like kind of upgrades, unless it's not going to be a meaningful upgrade. I mean, to me, it didn't really make much sense. Like, oh, we upgrade your virtual console game for a dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars for from Wii to Wii U. That seemed really silly to me in, to begin with because you didn't really. I mean, obviously, it's still a ROM, but then they still added in like, oh, we can now rewind and do all the other fancy stuff that we have now on Switch. But um, I still didn't like didn't really appreciate having to spend an extra dollar just to be like, do I? Re- I really have to transfer this between loading the system, like loading up the Wii U, which obviously took like five minutes, and then loading the Wii menu from there and then taking another like two minutes and then, then boot up the game. and <laughs> Or do I pay the dollar just to wait the five minutes, not the extra two minutes to load the Wii menu and just to like fire up the game and have a few extra bells and whistles? Like
0: <laughs> It's pretty enhanced there. <laughs> yeah. After all those things. Yeah, I I think, honestly, I think... Enhanced is going to be a really loose term, honestly. I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be na- native. I don't think they're going to go that direction, um, how, how PlayStation has done it. Um, but I think they're not going to go that direction because enhanced is probably not going to mean what we think of when we think of enhanced. I think it's going to be slightly better visuals, uh, more of a st- uh, of a static frame rate so you know games that were were fluctuating a little bit between you know 30 and 60 or whatever will be at a, at a static 60. um i think those things are going to happen um but it's not going to be drastic it's not going to all of a sudden take a 720 game and bump it up to 4k i don't i don't think we're going to see that um yeah. i think it's going to be slightly enhanced and it's going to be nat- native is my guess
1: i i think you're right i think it's going to be like the new 3ds and the 3ds like yeah. you take a game like hyrule warriors legends and play it on the 3ds and the frame rate really suffers and you play it on a new 3ds and it runs significantly better um just because it, the system has more ram uh, that it could run it so i think that's what's going to happen i think games where like Link's awakening for example had those weird little frame rate hiccups mm-hmm. almost whereas like those drops and I think you're, that's not going to happen because the Switch Two is going to have plenty of RAM that it can
0: compensate. You're going to be able so, to play uh, Pokemon Scarlet and yeah, an well, actual well, way you're supposed to be playing it.
1: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The frame rate was never the issue. I think the issue was just textures were loading incorrectly, or, or objects were loading incorrectly. I still think people are going to walk like this, you know, like with with three <laughs> frames because it's it's supposed to be far away, yeah. and they're just never loading the close up for whatever reason, and they never fixed it. I don't know why. <laughs> and if i'm wrong and and it's supposed to be fluid and that's how it's coded and the switch just can't handle it then maybe maybe suddenly scarlet and violet will be the best looking games on the switch on the switch too maybe maybe
2: yeah it's really hard to tell i mean it, it depends on how much they're really gonna be bumping up the power i mean a lot of i mean i do know like usually the rumors get blown out of proportion like oh we're good it's gonna be up to up to par with the latest playstation models It'll be up to par with the xbox and then then that's just like oh we're we didn't go up that far we only did like a whatever plus 25 percent power than mm. the last council i mean i understand that there's a lot of that stuff gets blown out of the water and then i mean obviously there's lots of reports i mean obviously they are trying to determine the best like stuff and then it all comes down to this like how much would it chart would they want to charge for this council and they usually do try to keep it below like that 300 price range just because that's where Nintendo likes to market more towards to keep it more family-friendly, and even though it is a dedicated gaming machine primarily, but they also understand that some customers are really sensitive to the price point of it. But, and that's I true. think that's where they might drop some of the power specs down a little bit from any initial dev machines that they obviously sent out beforehand, but yeah. it's just...
0: I'm still hoping that I, that they do go for it this time and I don't, I'm i I do not want a 600 700 machine by any means um because I just don't want to spend that much money on it um but could they could it be awesome sure um but I, I still want it to be fairly affordable but I feel like they're they may bump this one up a bit more um but because that I think they're going to keep that that portable switch around um as their their lower tier so they're like well okay not everybody has to jump up and get the $400 console. We still have the $200 Switch Lite that you can buy and play a ton of games. And so that way, it's kind of like what Apple does with their iPhones. Like, oh, yeah, you have the the one that costs $1,400, but, but you can also get last year's model for $400 if you want. And it, it gives them that lower price tier um, and still able to play a ton of games on it like that. So I feel like that may play to their advantage this time. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo's their own thing. Uh, they never take our advice, but um, but we'll no, see. They never do.
1: <laughs> no, I th- I think it'll be telling. I'm curious to see going forward if games will, you know, be you know Switch and it'll say like plays better on Switch Two, kind of like they did with some uh, like the 3DS games, you know, where it would be like there'll be a sticker also plays on new 3DS or whatever, um, or if it's going to be some PlayStation discs have like both or Xboxes, Xbox discs have both mm-hmm. versions. You know, you put it, you put, if you put it in an Xbox one, it installs the Xbox one version. If you put it in a series X, it installs the series version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if they'll do something like that, where like new, better cards that can contain both versions of the game. And it's like, this is a switch and a switch Two game all in one.
0: Good. So, yeah. And I, I think they'll, I mean, if, if Xbox and PlayStation are, are to kind of set the, the standard for that, they did it for a while. And then eventually they are making games that don't really do that anymore. And so eventually they move past what PS4 and what Series S and Series X can do. And I wonder if that would be very similar um, to what Nintendo would do as well. It's like, oh, the first you know year, maybe there'll be a handful of games that can actually play on both. But then eventually you'll get to where okay this game's not going to run on a Switch it's only going to be Switch Two and then they'll move beyond that.
1: But how long is that going to take? I mean, PS4 games are still coming out and you know, it's been so. three years. Less it's weird to say it. Three years since the PS5 and the Series X. Three and a half years almost since mm-hmm. they've came out, which really feels weird to say. Like I remember, like it was yesterday. Like those are new. Like what? Um, mm-hmm that's still the case xbox one games is uh, when they
0: trickle out are usually both versions uh together so, not all, though. Not all. I'm still still w- wishing that that uh, Spider-Man 2 also came out on PS4 because maybe it'd give me a reason to boot it up. <laughs> nope. This
1: that's well. That's so, Sony said that they're done supporting the PS4. It's yeah. third parties, but Sony's known for doing that. I mean, the Vita yeah. lived on for years without any Sony support. The PSVR2 currently, a system that came out last year, has zero Sony support and is all third party support for what little there <laughs> is left.
0: Yep. Well, let's move on and think about, uh, look to the, the future. And uh, our next episode will be recorded live on uh, February 27th, 2024. But until then, we have a couple of weeks of games coming out. Uh, thanks to Metacritic, we'll be scrolling the video version. We'll see uh, all the games that will be coming out over the next couple of weeks. Some games to note is uh, an Ease game. So, excites Barry, I'm sure. Ease Ancient, Ease Vanished. Uh on February 15th. Uh also Lake, as we talked about earlier, February 15th. Spirit Hunter Death Mark uh coming on on February 15th as well. And also Gun, Gunvolt Records Chronicle on February 15th. So that's a big day in gaming. The next day we get Mario versus Donkey Kong. And Splatoon 3 Expansion Pass Wave 2 that we talked about earlier is dropping on February 22nd. And Shirin the Wanderer comes out on February 27th. Uh, Greg, any games that uh, I may have overlooked or anything else you're hoping to play over this next couple weeks? I know you were talking about like
2: a lot of the... Th- using the term guys. So there is a game called The Jump Guys. I don't know if that was the game you were that referring to. That was the one, yep.
0: That was it. That was it.
2: <laughs> but... Yeah, I was at even as I was kind of mixing in. I feel like this is still going to be like finishing up like a backlog games, like another code. But I was going to definitely be picking up Mario versus Donkey Kong. I did enjoy the Game Boy Advance game a long time ago, and it'll be nice to revisit that one there too. But um, those were like the least the probably be like the main focus before the next podcast. Nothing else really had,
0: um, stood out or jumped out. <laughs> <laughs> jumped out yeah if you're jumping you're falling you're stumbling you know it <laughs> happens barry what are you gonna be playing
1: uh yeah actually i forgot to mention i did do the mario versus donkey kong demo uh, over the last two weeks i played it's only four levels because uh, i wasn't sure if i was gonna play the game so my plan is to finish persona 3 Uh and i hope i could finish it before mario versus donkey kong i originally planned to do um, Lost Age, Golden Sun Lost Age before. And I'm like, oh man, do I, maybe Persona's taking longer. Do I want to go RPG, 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 RPG again? Or do I want to maybe take a little break? So I might instead do Mario versus Donkey Kong uh, and then do Golden Sun Lost Age. And then that leads to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, The E is that you're talking about that's actually the first ease game is one but it's the original i think it's the uh the, the computer version of it oh. so it's not like the enhanced versions of of uh like the ps the ds or the psp um or any of the other more refined versions so it's it's old school you know like dos style game and for anyone that has never played the ease games the early early ease games you didn't push a button to attack you would just walk into an enemy and you hope your attack landed it was like random so and you would just keep walking into an enemy and hope that that you killed it before they killed you uh so it is kind of archaic in that regards uh so just an fyi if you're like oh why can't i attack with my button because it does it automatically uh it is great that it's coming uh i might try it just for giggles to see because i never played the original original version of it. Um, the Splatoon 3 expansion pass looks neat but I never got to Splatoon 3 <laughs> yet so, I, so I, I'm obviously not going to touch that but I'm happy for others and uh, you know Spirit Hunter looks cool but again it's uh, it's the third game so I, I need to play the first too and and there's just so many games coming out right now so that's um, on my
0: back burner but if you do need another RPG don't forget about Lion Simulator Survival RPG Animal Battle Oh no. there you go. Let's there's, play that. There's your filler.
1: We should we should get a review code and I'll play
0: that. <laughs> if it's like a ghost simulator, I'm all about it. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'm hoping to of new games. Uh I'll, I'll Hoping to go back on my my backlog and everything, but new games. I'm definitely going to play the the demo of Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Kind of forgot about that game uh, until I was looking through this list, you know, preparing for the yeah. podcast. I was like, "You could do this oh, demo right. in like 20 that minutes." That game, I forgot about that. So it, that was a game that I played. I can't remember which one it was, but on the DS or 3DS, um, that I I don't remember how I got it, but I ended up getting it and. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. <laughs> next thing I know, I like, you can go back in like previous episodes of the podcast way back in the day. And I, I remember talking about it going, I can't believe I've been playing this game so much. Um, it was a game that I did not think I would enjoy at all. And the next thing I know, like hours are going by. <laughs> um, it's because it's so oh. simple, but it's fun.
1: But so the, yeah.
0: uh, the demo just so
1: you know it's it's in the first world uh you get three actual levels and then a special level where you have to like guide the minis you can't interact with them you have to they follow you so you have to like guide them Uh um i never played the original on the gba i did play donkey kong 94 which Mm -hmm. you know was your which was fantastic so it's like it's interesting like i enjoyed the demo way more than i thought i would Mm -hmm. because i was like ah you know i'm not sure uh, I know this version has like two new worlds or something in it. Like they've added new stuff. Um, so I don't know if I'll complete it or if I'll a hundred percent it. But I, yeah. I'm definitely
0: interested in in giving it a shot. Because this is a remake of the of that that one, of right? The GBA version, right? So I think it was yeah, March of the Minis was the one okay. that I got into that I didn't realize I was going to get into, and that that changed up the gameplay. That's more like lemmings, yeah. right? Yeah, that one's more like yeah, lemmings. I- yeah, this
2: was almost like a sequel to like the original DK arcade machine, and then like, they turned it to its own little thing, and then all of a sudden they decided to add like, all the minis, and the, it, the series like, came off of this went into like the minis series, and that w- went all the way through like the Wii and Wii U or whatever, and three, three like the DS and yeah. 3DS. Tipping stars, I think was
0: like, the last one. I think the Wii U and 3DS, but it was digital only. Yeah, I, I haven't played in the recent ones, but I do remember March of the Minis was yeah, <laughs> something I was very surprised by. Um I do want to go back and I know Greg you mentioned uh, Mario RPG. I, I at some point like I've got to go back and I wanna play the uh the NSO version, uh like the it's original. It's not one. on NSO, I don't think. Is it? I thought it was.
1: Is it? I thought I wasn't sure. I thought, I really thought like it a was game I definitely have it on virtual
0: it. console. Um, for sure, I know that I have it on Virtual Console, so I can play it that way. Um, but I thought it was on NSO. If it's not, I'll play it some other way. I have the the original game. I want to play that, not the enhanced one. Um, I'll just go back to the the original one at some point. Um, but yeah, I may if it's if it's on NSO, then I'll most likely play it. You know, at some I point, very soon. I
1: don't soon. think it's on NSO because usually games that are on NSO don't have any other way to play them, and games that have another release, don't appear. Like, the Mega Man games are not on NSO because there's the compilations. Street Fighter games aren't on NSO because there's compilations. Uh, anything where there's a compil... A, a Secret of Mana, there's a collection of mana that's not on NSO. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, same thing. Uh, there's a few exceptions, like Sonic 2 is there, even though there's the Origins collection, mm-hmm. because it was put there first, and Sega said, like, oh, we're, we're not going to take it away from you now. But otherwise, if, if it appears on NSO, Like Golden Sun are there now. There's not going to be a Golden Sun collection because it's on Mm -hmm. NSO. So, because of the remake, I think that's why they didn't put it there. Mm. Earthbound, same thing. I'm not expecting a mother collection because they're
2: on NSO. So, that makes sense. to, to be fair, a lot of the games you listed are like more third party, even though they are very synonymous with like the NES and often called the Nintendo games, but it's like uh-huh. Capcom is responsible for Mega Man and yeah. obviously if they already did the collection, they would probably rather prefer oh. people buy like buy it as opposed to like oh yeah, you but can what I'm just saying free with their collection.
1: Castlevania, I mean, these are third parties, but even Nintendo, Mario sixty four, is that on NSO?
0: Mm. I don't know. I haven't. it's been a long time since I booted up the 64 oh. app.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't remember if Mario 64 was even on there cuz I know they did the 3D All-Stars and it, it's a, if it is it's a different version. Yeah. Because I know they're like, "Oh, this is going to go away." So I don't even know if Mario 64 is
2: there because of that. That's true. I and mean, I feel like it is, but cuz I think that's usually very like Again, it's very synonymous with the N64. It's like, that's you would like think, but the N64 game to have as opposed to like a lot of the other stuff that was released on there.
0: That's true. Uh, trying to boot it up right now. And yeah, it is, it is. It is it up is, okay. is there. Oh, I have to update my uh, my 64 app because I haven't played it in forever.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think that might have been one of the exception because they removed it. Mm. But if they were still selling 3D All-Stars, it would not appear. Yeah.
0: Like, well i guess i'm gonna have to it, it was it on 3ds uh virtual console maybe i'll actually boot my 3ds up and yeah charge well, it and
1: uh take it new, with me too new 3ds only yeah super nintendo was only new 3ds because apparently the original 3ds couldn't handle super nintendo games
0: i don't know i got that and i also got my new 2ds that i could also bring but then i have to transfer everything over system. that's a pain in the butt yeah it was a good system yeah that was uh the only system that I've ever been uh, sent from Nintendo and it was totally a surprise. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Back when they actually used to give us even games um, and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, it was, I totally (laughs) remember just opening up my, I was like, what's this? What did Nintendo send me? Oh my gosh, it's a new two yes. Where'd this come from? (laughs) Yeah.
2: We have to, actually. Yeah, we'd have to even check if we even have a Nintendo contact, but I would love to get like another game from them because I think the last one I had gotten was Mario Maker
0: for um We. Oh God, you. I don't remember the last. Yeah, own. they they really cut down on a lot of that stuff, actually. Yeah. Um. In fact, getting Chris to talk to you about it on one of their first episodes of their podcast yep. about uh how they cut down on. All the you know games they used to give out to both press but also uh, other uh, people as well. Exactly. And are you kidding me? I can't update the 64 app because I've run out of free space. Yep, I know that. <sighs> this feeling. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like I have a gigantic. Okay, Nintendo, if you do for some strange reason listen to our podcast, please, 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 please. In your next system, allow us to see how big and how much space we have, how much storage we have originally on the card that we have in the game and in in the system. Like I have no idea and I have to turn the system off and pop it out to be able to tell like, okay, did I actually buy buy a 512 card? I can't remember. And I should should be able to go in there and see how much storage should like is available in the system settings much I I have to turn it off right but that's it so because I there was a there was a deal the other day and I was like well if I have a 400 gigabyte card then I can upgrade to a 512 but if I already have a 512 I'm not going to buy another 512 it's a simple thing I could easily just pop my card out if I turn my system off (laughs) but I could also even easier I should be able to just look in the system settings and see what size card I have in there that way too so anyway, sorry, right. stupid little ramp. <laughs> and for the love of God, please
2: include more than like two gigabytes of internal space. Like Oh, the internal space is terrible. God, it's awful. Yep.
0: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> with those little soap boxes, we'll, we'll be wrapping up soon uh, before we do so though uh, a reminder that our next episode will be recorded live on both YouTube and Twitch on February 27th that'll be at 8pm Eastern Time and 5pm Pacific Time our new day new time hopefully you guys can join us we'd love to have you in our live chat as our additional member of the podcast team and also if you've never uh, subscribed to the podcast be sure to do that where you can subscribe over on YouTube for the video versions. Uh, but you can also subscribe on your favorite podcast app. So if you have not done that, uh, please do that and share it with other Nintendo gamers uh, that you know. Uh, if you've never followed us on social media, just another reminder that we are at Nintendo fuse, uh, on most of these social platforms. So you can follow us over there. And of course we would love to have you join our discord community. That link is on the screen on the video version, but also in the YouTube description and the podcast show notes. We love chatting with you guys in between episodes, uh, and, uh, just hearing, you know, about, uh, whatever you want to share games that are coming out. um, anytime there's like a Nintendo direct big announcements and stuff like that. It's, it's fun to just have conversations about what's been going on in our discord. So just a big plug to head over to our discord and join that as well. Uh, Greg, what's going on in your life over the next couple of weeks? Anything exciting?
2: Nothing particularly like huge. Um, yeah, cause I did, I was in Florida like the previous week or the first week of February. So that was really nice there. So it's pretty much just going to be the kind of the calm before uh, springtime. And there's, I know like my daughter's friend's birthday party will be this upcoming weekend. And they're doing one of those trampoline parks. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, And I did just order my daughter a bunch of gaming themed uh, shirts that she's going to love. I got, I got an Evie shirt that I know she's going to love too and some roblox themed ones and a minecraft one so it's always great seeing that kind of stuff uh easily able to purchase and yeah so cool pretty much outside of valentine's day tomorrow nothing really major going on for the rest of february until the next
0: podcast but yeah 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 same here there's not a not a whole lot going on uh for for me either i mean I thought I was going to be traveling a lot in February, but uh, none of that happened. And so, uh, yeah, not a whole lot going on. So maybe some more time for those games that I need to catch up on. Barry, what are you going to be up to in the next couple of weeks?
1: weeks? Uh, well, besides taking care of Little Ann and, and the pups and, and playing some games, I'm uh, slowly working on the next uh, Premium Direct. Okay. Speaking of all, Direct. I'm writing on the script right now. Uh, we have some good stuff coming out, some really good Switch games and uh been been meeting with a lot of developers multiple meetings today yesterday and and so on, and uh you know working some deals and we got some really exciting stuff happening even before the next direct mm-hmm. is what I'll say uh so uh we're we'll, we'll talking a little bit about that, probably possibly the next uh next time we have a podcast or or definitely the one after that for sure but uh, some some exciting stuff. And uh, if you haven't yet, please check out premiumeditiongames.com. You know, get, get some in-stock games, you know, get our pre-orders. We've got production coming. We've got Wife Quest. Should be out should very, very shortly. I think we're waiting for, like, one more thing to assemble the whole kit and caboodle. And uh, Super Dungeon Maker is finally virtually done. I think we're waiting for one last last patch before we could order the games because that was one of those games... Uh, where we reviewed it and we talked about how, you know, it, didn't, it had great content, but it didn't have everything. And I don't know if you guys have even booted the game up, but there's been a lot of updates, including a huge one that added like six, six new enemy types, four new themes, a brand new playable character, re- redefined a lot of the controls and made, hmm. made making um, maps easier uh, with the controller. Like they did a, a overall, almost like an entire overhaul Wow. on a lot of that stuff
0: i did so see that they, they added a new character a playable character but that was that was character. all i saw though yeah
1: oh yeah they added like i said six new enemy types four new two new themes and, and a lot of like ui uh updates and and controller updates and these were all free updates but we wanted to wait for those to come out before we printed the card so the entire game is, is preserved so uh we're really excited to finally do that i know people have been waiting and 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 we appreciate patience but that was one of those cases where the developer wanted us to put it on for pre-order early so we had no choice it was the only way we could get the game um but we wanted to make sure that the the best version was put the card for everybody but it it is such a good
0: game I'm, i'm excited for more people to play it cool cool well, thanks you all for being here for this episode. Yeah, once again, we'll be getting live on February 27th with our next episode. And uh, maybe we'll be talking about a Nintendo Direct. Who knows? Uh, but we would love to have you join us live. So be sure to do that. But until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time.